So, uh, Prime Minister, you promised to deliver a podcast uh-huh. uh, from America, and you've failed on that promise already. Well, uh, look, Nick, I think the important thing is that people were facing £6,000 energy bills this year. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's my answer to any question you have. <laughs> but I don't think you quite understand. You know, the listener figures have been in turmoil. They have plummeted. We are now 89th in the charts for Christian podcasts in Denmark. <laughs> I mean, what do you say to that? Here's what I say. Uh, Well, welcome everybody to episode... I have no idea. 214. Thank you, Prime Minister. Episode 214 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. We're back, everybody. Been too long. Yes, and there's a reason why it's been too long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, welcome back. Oh, well, and welcome back yourself, frankly. Well, I never went away. I stayed in the country throughout, doing my duty to Her Majesty. But look, look have you noticed anything different about the country since you've you've come back? <laughs> it's got some pots. <laughs> That's doesn't. I mean, just when you think things can't get possibly worse, they suddenly and dramatically do. Mm. I've noticed. Mm. <laughs> I'll try not to waste any energy in it. Can I tell you the most important thing? Go on. I've got flipping COVID. Yeah. That's what's annoying. And uh, yes, that's been most distressing. So we went to America. Did the conference, it was great, and I think the conference was in effect a super spreader event because everyone who went to it seems to have got COVID, including us. Oh dear, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about this, aren't we? But you know, that that is the first thing to say. We do apologize for, um, yes, sorry, not not delivering one, but uh, Joe has been quite ill. Deliver, deliver, get COVID. <laughs> Why do we have to do things in threes now? Why is everything deliver, deliver, deliver? Growth, growth, growth. It's like some bad step song or something. Yeah. Now. We... Well, it's actually a communication device, isn't it? That's why That's why you always have sermons in three points. There's, some, there's something memorable and something right about the three-step thing. You know. Yes, I, I agree, but but it's gone a bit CBBC when it's it's just when it's just when it's the three same things. Really, even I learnt they began with the same letter, but weren't necessarily the same word. <laughs> well, it, it, Tony Blair did education, education, education. He did. He? I I do slightly blame him. I think he started it. Oh, it might have been location, location, location. I can't remember. It was one of the. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely something like that. Um, so yes, anyway, we do apologise, but we are back now, and yes. and frankly, from now on, you know, it's going to be nothing but growth in this podcast. <laughs> it is. We've got a plan for it. I mean, you know, I say a plan. We've got the back of an envelope, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. I feel sick. <laughs> it's it's like manifesting. Do you know what manifesting is? Have you heard of this thing? I, well, where you just think it and it happens. Yeah, yeah. My daughters tell me about this. It's, it's very big on TikTok. So maybe Liz Truss has been spending a lot of time on TikTok because uh. if you just think about it, it's going to happen. You know. Well, you think you just think about making a terrible policy that absolutely everyone disagrees with, and it happens. 
I don't think that's quite how they thought about it. I think I think it's more the think about endless growth and trickle down and all that kind of stuff, and it'll happen. Brilliant. It's a bit like prayer, really, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose it is slightly less hopeful than prayer, I would have thought. But yeah. Anyway, listen, you were away and uh, there was a funeral. There was a funeral. I didn't get the gig. Um you know, shocked to say, but I think the understudies did a pretty good job of it nonetheless. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. No, it was amazing. Um, we got up hideously early to watch it. So you were in the States at that time, were you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We went out on the Saturday and the funeral was on the Monday. Yeah, so. right. Wow. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing to behold, actually. It was quite moving, wasn't it? Do you think? I thought it was very moving. Well, parts of it were. No, I, yeah. I thought it was very moving. I thought... Uh, I watched all of it, actually. Um, having the previous week, we were in a field in Somerset oh. with no Wi-Fi and, like, one bar of occasional 3G. So, you know, <laughs> we, we sort of didn't really pick up on a lot. And then uh, and, and then it sort of came... We came back to it sort of full on, really. And, yeah, I... I thought it, it, there were some amazing bits in it. There were that bit of St George's Chapel with the lone piper. Mm. I don't know if you saw that bit mm. where the lone yeah, piper and, yeah, he, and he, then yeah. he walked away. Yeah. And, you know, ordinarily I would say that... Yeah, that's the best bit of any piper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. When a bagpiper walks away, you should actually celebrate and not feel, uh, you know, mournful. But, um, you know, it, did, it really touched me. I thought it was really... It was very effective. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, and we do do that kind of thing very well, really, don't we? It's the one thing yes. we're still world leaders at. Uh, uh, Pomp and ceremony. <laughs> yeah, pointless yeah. marching. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. And, and costumes, unfeasibly stupid costumes. We're really good at that. <laughs> but it was one of the things that really struck me was the, the visibility of it all as well. Uh, you know, the fact that you've got this mm. coffin with... Mm. You know, an incalculably, I can't even say it, uh, you know, an no. unimaginably valuable piece on it. You know, it, yeah. you know, you could not put a price on that crown and it's just sitting out on top of the coffin as they go along. Yeah. I suppose it would be quite tricky to steal with all those people watching. <laughs> There's quite a lot of people, although to be fair, their costumes are so heavy, I imagine it'd be quite easy to run away <laughs> with it. It's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> And they trip over their swords. Um, anyway, yeah, I do want to talk about the Queen's funeral a bit, but I, but first I want to talk about you because obviously you're you're prime in my in my concern and care. So you went out for the conference. Yeah, yeah, with a certain amount of nerves and okay. fear and trepidation. A because I just haven't spoken. I've felt a slight hypocrite even going to a concert because i'm not not a, a conference i'm not really a conference kind of guy you know in the sense of personally i don't feel like going to big spaces where some expert at the front lectures you and you sit there facing them mm. all passively sort of taking it not that that's what i did i did workshops so that was a bit more mm. well a lot more interactive and stuff but yeah i mean for me my i feel like my conference going days have come to an end really i i like to do meals now. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ordinary. Although not at the moment. Do you know what I've had to eat today? Half a piece of toast and a boiled egg. And frankly, that's enough. Oh, mate. Yeah, I know, I know. So let's talk about the COVID thing a bit, because how are you feel? You got it last week, and I was texting you, and you were very miserable. 
Um, and I was looking on the bright side because I was feeling fine. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you for your very warm and pastoral text. Thank you. Which did genuinely make me smile. <laughs> but so that was pretty miserable. And, and you're feeling you're, you're not really much better now, are you? A bit better. Uh, a little bit better. Uh, yeah, but just feeling pretty nauseous and rubbish and a li- very little energy at all. Mate. I am low energy. Mm. You'll be glad to know. So it brings me about closer to your level now and indeed your age yeah you're still quite irritatingly lively actually even at low energy but you know (laughs) (laughs) hey on the plus side it's great for losing weight covid so you know that's good there's there's the silver lining well no no we do we do both feel fairly rubbish still and that's like 10 days later Mm. Mate, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, it's good for you to do this, but you know. Uh, but you've you've been away, so you had you had two weeks, didn't you? Yeah, I had a two week break, which is the first two week break I've had uh, for about four or five years, actually. Wow. And uh, and it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I realised how important a two week break is. Yeah. I mean, here we are talking about it, and I, I really hope if you know listeners, they might be struggling with all kinds of things and might be thinking at the moment, mm. well, lucky them, you know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. I think you carry so much stress, stress baggage with you that it takes like three, mm. three or four days into any holiday, I think, before you start to sort of let that go. And, of course, if you've just yeah. gone for a week, it's, you know, it's, you've got to pick it up again. So um, it was noticeable. I sort of came back and I was really relaxed and, and uh, you know, I want to talk about some of the things we did, but I was really relaxed and then I came back and I went to church on the day after I came back and, the, I mean, I got into church and within 30 seconds somebody had come up asking me to do something. <laughs> Straight back into it. <laughs> yeah, of course you were. And it was, it was <laughs> fine, it was all fine, but it was kind of funny, really. Anyway, um, yeah, so it was a good holiday. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Oh, good. Well, mine wasn't a holiday. And that's what I want to say to you. Mine wasn't a holiday. Mine was a speaking gig with a few days bolted on uh, to each end of it. Yeah. And really the relaxing days we were ill for. Oh. So, you know, that's not quite true. We did have two incredible days. Do you know Lacey? Of course you know Lacey. Of course lovely I know Lacey. Lacey. We've had Doug. her on the podcast. Yeah, well, lovely Lacey and Doug. I mean, what could be better? And if you're going to be ill with anyone, who better to have COVID with than Lacey and Doug, quite well, frankly? Well, I'll take your word for that. But, I mean, <laughs> you were sending me a nice picture. So I want to talk about this conference. Yeah. Uh, remind us again, what was what was the name of the conference? How did you... I know the story of how you came to go. So do us a quick potted version for anyone coming in. Okay. And then I want to talk about how it felt for you to get back in that environment, really. Okay, right, sure. So uh, I went to speak at something called The Apprentice Gathering, uh, James Mind Smith heads up The Apprentice. He wrote a series of books called The Good and Beautiful uh, God and The Good and Beautiful Life and The Good and Beautiful Community. And when he came over here, I said, look, these books are absolutely brilliant. We used them in small groups. But the book that seems to me to be missing from these is The, the Good and Beautiful uh, You, because people have such terrible self-talk yeah. and self-narratives. It doesn't matter what you tell them about God, the church or anything. Actually, all the while, they fundamentally hate themselves. It, it's really difficult to get any other messages through. And he, he you know, took great humbridge that I was criticising him <laughs> and went away and sulked for a while. And then he, <laughs> he relented and did what any good author would do when I suggest they write a book and write and wrote it. Mm. And he put some very nice credits in the beginning. And then he said, will you come and speak at the my 
you know, conference where mm. we're talking about the book. We're featuring the book. So that's how come I got to go and not be on the big stage with everyone, the John Altbergs and the, you know, great stars of the show, but did some workshops with smaller audiences that were safer and less risky for him and me. <laughs> and you. So listen, <laughs> what was you, the title of your workshop that you were doing? No, well, the good news is I got to choose my own title. Oh. So I chose the title uh, Following Jesus When God Makes No Sense. Great. Yeah. Mm. I think I'd like to mm. go to that. And I got a day to speak on it as well. A day? Yeah, a whole day. Well, I say day. I mean, realistically, it's 9.30 till something like four. Mm. So it's not it's not a whole day. But it's long enough for anyone to spend time with me. But the good news is I unleashed the secret weapon that was Rachel Davis. Oh, excellent. So she spoke a bit about her story. And I had the unerring sense that this is where the real quality of the workshop was. <laughs> everyone, I, no doubt that everyone else had that sense as well. She's really got so much to say. This is another story for another time. But that woman has to write a book, I'm telling you. Anyway. Okay. Uh, that was great. It was a team effort. And here's something very important mm. I want to say to you. The whole day finished with you. With me? Yes, it did. Because I read out on that day, I read out our gospel oh, versions. Wow. Okay, great. And I saved the best till last, which was your version. I always thought that. And a couple of things happened. One, someone came out and said, I want a T-shirt that says I am one of the 17. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So you met a listener. You met listeners. I met I met an actual listener wow. uh, at the workshop, which was great. And uh, the other one was, they. Uh, speaking of merchandise, people said, we want the gospel on a tea towel or something. Mm. So <laughs> there you are. Okay. Well, we should get something <laughs> done. I'll, I'll copyright no. it. and. Uh, you know. Maybe that's how the American mind works. It just immediately, they wanted merch. They wanted merch straight away. Well, I think we're missing a trick, but uh, there we go. So how did it feel to be back in that environment? Because that is an environment that effectively you've sort of moved away from. I have, yeah. Well, I and I certainly wouldn't have done it without, you know, doing a favour for a friend. Or at least that's how I viewed it. Right. Um, maybe it wasn't a favour, but it was certainly a great honour to be asked. But no, I, I it felt... A lot of mixed things, I suppose. Um, I, I suppose initially I felt awkward. I thought this isn't really what I do anymore and had the subsequent nerves that always go with what am I doing here? Why am I in this space? Mm. Who who the hell do I think I am? You know, and all the rest of it. But what was very gratifying and good was just how how well received the stuff was because I was just basically talking about stuff we talk about all the time on the podcast mm. and anything good that you've ever said I, I unashamedly <laughs> took and, and pretended it was me well that would have taken up a good two minutes of the day <laughs> no so we basically we, we started off with the, the basis of this whole talk is on stages of faith mm, and everything okay. and understand but then understanding that real crisis stage that's where the whole thing felt and built towards this idea of, look, you're always going to have unfathomable, unanswerable questions about the divine, mm. but that needn't stop you re redoubling on your commitment to follow Jesus and who Jesus was, really. So that's that was the sort of outline of what I had to say, and I managed to drag that, that baby out for a whole day. Excellent. <laughs> and then a couple of shorter workshops as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's it's interesting stuff that we, I think you and I would take for granted that we've talked about so much is still very fresh mm. for a lot of people. Mm. Um, and by the way, if you're listening as a result of coming to the workshop, hello, thanks for coming. Thanks. Yes, welcome. Uh, <laughs> I can only apologise for the way that you encountered the podcast first. But yeah, yeah, no, I think that's true. I still meet people and talk to them about you know they, they ask me about what I do and I talk about what I do and talk about the podcast and um, and then you get into conversation and you do realize how many people are just um I don't want to use the word desperate but but it is refreshing for them to find that they're not the only one I mean that's the yeah. key thing you know that they're, 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 they're not yeah. alone really here I've got a question for you got... is your book the badly behaved bible available in the states um it's a complicated scenario Give me the yes/no version. Mm, with difficulty. Okay, because I was telling everyone to get. A copy it's. Of it. I think it is available. It's. It's complicated because it's not officially published in the states through a states. Uh, I don't actually have an, a, 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 a U.S. publisher, um, but I know that Hodder, who I publish with, are are launching an imprint in the states, and so I hope it'll come Good. available through that. I think the first thing they're doing of mine through that they're doing half a dozen titles, and they're doing the Christmas book first well based on my very limited uh, market research i would say that would go down extremely well certainly with the audience that i was speaking yeah, to well extremely well they you are. Know, if you're a u.s publisher and you're listening give me a call um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway no i well it's interesting i think it was a good thing for you to do i think it was great for you to get back into that do you i do think yeah because you've got a lot of <laughs> You've got a lot of wisdom. You've got a lot of stuff to share. No, you have. I mean, I I pretend you haven't, but you have. Well, you've got a bit. Anyway, but also... And I thought I was the ill one. But also just to hook up with people that you know. And, you know, this Renovare and all that kind of stuff has been a really important part of your life. And I think it's good to re-engage with that. Yes, really. it has. And meeting the fabulous Trevor Hudson again, who has also been on the podcast. Yeah. Well, this, and, uh, it's never a bad time yeah. to meet Trevor. So that's no, that's never, good. no. That was yes, you're right. That was all good. So yeah, no, it's it's a great experience to look back on, and I'm very thankful for it, and not as thankful for getting COVID. No, no. Well, that has put a bit of a dampener on things. I'm no longer a novid like you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I'm not certainly not coming near you with any pastoral visits at the moment. <laughs> so that was yeah it, it was a rich a rich time and like you sort of reflecting being out of the country and seeing the funeral i felt i was missing out on a, an important mm, national mm. time but it sort of does make you quite proud and it's amazing how many people came up to me to say i'm so sorry about your queen and you know we're really i mean it was a big thing over there as as well yeah yeah interestingly yeah, yeah i mean it's well, I think it's it's it, I'm I'm probably like a, quite a lot of people in that I don't know how you feel about it. I, I there is no logical, rational, or even biblical case for royalty. No, <laughs> but I've always quite liked the Queen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. There's that bit, and it's very odd to to have lived all your life. You know, when you've lived as long as mm. as long, as, long mm. as I have, or whatever, and 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 she's been the Queen all my all my days you know it's like this fixed point has gone yes exactly so it did feel quite a significant change quite you know like a sort of some kind of shift but i think more to the point was she was a very profound christian yes she was you know and it yeah. was one of the few points it was one of the few points in the year the queen's speech or whatever that she would you know you get this overt statement about jesus yes 
And so the funeral was kind of awash with Christianity for obvious reasons. Yes. But, but it was... <laughs> it, it, and, and, and I thought, I felt like it was a very spiritual moment for the nation. Yes. Mm. And and what what I felt was that you know there is much more spirituality in 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 Britain, probably in the Western world, mm. than we think. Yes, I'd be. I would certainly agree. I mean, you must yeah. encounter this all the time because often mm. you talk about you know people say we're not religious or we're not spiritual or whatever, and then mm. you go to their do their funeral and yeah. quite clearly they are. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Exactly. All the time. All the time. People are profoundly spiritual and. You know, if I thought that before I left church and sort of entered more culture more widely, I think it even more. Yeah. Having been in that realm where people are, are will call themselves atheists, but actually after a, a very few, little while of chatting to them, you get the sense that they're deeply spiritual. They do believe in the other. They do believe in something else out there. They just don't want to call it religion. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Um, but they're profoundly spiritual. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But listen, to, um, is there any more you want to say about the funeral? Because uh, I want to ask you about your holiday. Not massively, but it's, yeah, ask me about that because it's connected with, with that, yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll come on then. You're, you're on a holiday mm. and, you know, holiday always gives you that opportunity, doesn't it? Just to take a step back, mm. breathe a bit of fresh air and get a fresh perspective. What what, what were your sort of insights or thoughts Um you know, coming back from holiday. Well, it, it's very much along those lines, actually, that, um, you know, because, you know, the listeners know as well that I have been wrestling with this book and, you know, writing about churches and learning, thinking about them. And obviously I, they did pop into a few churches on the holiday, um, you know. Of course you, you tend to do. Um, and, but, I, but again, one of the themes that I'm trying to get over in this thing is that, that spirituality particularly christian spirituality is so deep rooted in in our culture and our country mm. you know it really goes back to roman times it's it's the be- it's part of our bedrock you know and right and so i've become acutely aware of that but but i went to glastonbury and i don't know if you've have you ever been to glastonbury i've been near it right but not actually to it and i haven't been to the rock festival sadly no well actually the festival isn't i discovered isn't that near glastonbury so why they they call it that i think because of the hippie associations basically because glastonbury is weird i mean every shop is 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 just a slightly bonkers really you know (laughs) there's there's like you know you go past a shop and think that looks a bit normal and then you realize it's got a big sign up saying sacred geometry jewelry or 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 <laughs> yet there's one called man myth and magic which i thought was a tribute to you but it turns out it's not anyway you know uh, and, and i just every shop had these sort of esoteric stuff you know um you don't get a chemist in glastonbury you get sort of someone mm. selling magic mm. botanicals or um you know, so here's I took a photo of some of them. So they've got Sons of Asgard, Witchcraft Emporium, and Magical Apothecary. Lovely. I mean, you know, go Great. in there. So have you got any plasters? Have you got, have you got any aspirin? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've got this flipping great hammer. Um, you know, and I, I sent you s- some stuff that was being advertised, didn't I? Sort of, um, you know, um, yeah. what's it? Gong bathing. <laughs> gong bathing so you can go and sit while they you know those tibetan prayer gongs oh yeah yeah um 
and 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 that kind of stuff. And and um, there was one shop selling soap that it advertises cleansing your aura. Oh, lovely! Now, yeah, I thought of you because yeah. I thought. I mean, I haven't had my aura cleansed. And my aura is very dirty. Is. I, I didn't want to say, Joe, but you have a filthy aura. Yeah, I, do. Yeah. I mean, I don't think soap's enough. I think we need a pressure washer on that. But, you know. <laughs> but, OK, the thing is, you can make fun, and we should, in a way. But, but, but you felt like, well, hang on, these people, People, there's such openness and unashamedness about mm. the idea that there might be more to life than just meets the eye. Yeah. That there, there might be something mysterious and, you know, whatever you want to call it, mm. magical, mystical, mm. you know. Yes, exactly. And and so actually I thought, what well, what an amazing place, really. Because it, once again, I, I just, it sort of reinforced for me that, that there is more sort of spirituality in the world than we realise. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that stuff in space, that black black matter, or was it? You know, like yeah, yeah, dark know, like, matter, yeah, dark yeah, matter. They don't yeah. know what it is, or but there seems to be quite a lot of it. Um, yes, and and I think that's the same with spirituality. We don't. We, it's the sign of it's kind of dark matter of, of of faith. You know, it's all around, but we we can't measure it very easily. So, can I ask you a question about you know going into these shops yeah. and going to that place? Because you know, like we've you've often talked about when you step into a church. Mm. It's, you're not just stepping into a building. You sort of step into the history of it, and there's some sort of sense that you get. And I don't know whether it is a, through the normal senses or whether it's another sense mm. that you suddenly you're aware of the history of the place. And you know, yeah. you talked about how you you really sense that prayers have gone on here for hundreds of years yeah. and everything, and somehow your prayers are getting caught up in that story. So my riffly way of just of describing that would be there's an energy yes, to the place. Yes, yes. Okay, so so did you sense an energy in Glastonbury? And how similar was it to the energy you might get in a church or somewhere else? Or I didn't really get it in Glastonbury, although the church, funnily enough, in Glastonbury, the big parish church, I went. we went yeah. in there, and what was good about that is they cleared all the chairs away. So you had this enormous parish church that was just a, an empty space kind of thing. It wasn't empty. Right. It had displays on and things like that. But it, but it, mm. but it, that was actually where the gong bathing took place as well. So you know, actually, I would, I can imagine sitting in there. Well, you know, the sound is reverberating around. It must be quite a powerful experience. Yeah. But I certainly got it in some places. I went to a little church called Whitchurch Canonicorum. Um, Whitchurch Canonicorum, a great, you know, um, Dorset name. Um, and <laughs> it's it's the shrine of Saint White. W I T E, and the interesting thing about it is, apart from the shrine of Edward the Confessor in West Westminster Abbey, it's the only other intact shrine uh, from the medieval uh, period in 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 England and Britain, probably. Um, you know that because it, for some reason, it wasn't belted with hammers by the reformers. Okay, they broke up every other shrine and you know all the bones and everything. But this has this is the original shrine. And it has the original bones of whoever this woman was. Okay. And I think the powerful thing about it for me is that actually we don't know who she was. We don't know. We there is no real no. historical proof of 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 what Saint White did. There were some theories that she, maybe she was a a woman who was martyred by the Vikings or something like that. But they're all just stories. I think the truth is this was a holy woman 
This was someone who dedicated her life to God, who became known for that, mm. and therefore was commemorated after her death. And then she becomes a saint and all the, that other stuff, whatever you think of that. But for me, that's profoundly powerful because that is what you were doing, the apprentice. Actually, what the tomb of mm. St. White is, is it's the tomb of an apprentice of Jesus from, yeah, exactly. from the yeah. 11th or 10th century, yeah. which, which I think is amazing um, and, and encouraging. And powerful. And yeah, so I think, you know, I, for me, yeah, all that stuff about the community gong baths and, you know, <laughs> soaps to wash your auras, it's all a bit mad. It's the, it's the, it's Glastonbury is kind of like the, the, you know, the charismatic version of the pagan world, you know, it's kind of like, it's a bit bonkers. Mm. But it's, it's hearts in the right place, I think, actually, because it's about trying to connect people with something important. Can I ask you a question? Would you, would you go and have your auras washed? Um, I don't think I would ask anybody to do it for me. Um, you do it. Yourself. I have would have to do it myself. <laughs> really, there are some jobs that you shouldn't ask anybody to do, and I think you know washing our auras is one of those. I only ask because years ago, you know, New Age was such a dirty yeah, word, and it was yeah. of the devil, and it was the occult, and this was you know the end of the world if you. Whereas now I have a sort of newfound openness and think, well, oh, you know, if you want to wash my auras, go ahead. <laughs> yourself out, you know, like, yeah. let's face it, they probably need a clean. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, my chakras are certainly very unbalanced. I, I think, you know, I know I talk about this. The only time I get annoyed about it is when it's making false historical claims, when it's claiming to be something Yes, isn't. I know. I but, know that's your But I feel hates. that about Christianity as well. Yes. So exactly. because I actually, I, don't, I think it's, you know, if you believe in something have some self-confidence about it you don't need any fake history about mm. it but anyway uh, you know i i agree and i think all that stuff that we were sort of having in the 80s where you know i don't know as we're coming up to halloween but you know taking part in halloween was a gateway to satanism and all that kind of, it's just yeah, utter tosh it was, really isn't yeah, it yeah, you know? of it is. it's people searching for something and i do believe still that jesus is the answer yeah, actually i really do believe that but you know that that it's good. I think Jesus would welcome people searching. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. I think I've come back from America with that deep sense of, my goodness, there are some such stupid things done in the name of God, mm. and you, you know, just ridiculous things. And um, but, it, but, but I feel fully confident and unashamed to follow Jesus and to name Jesus as the person I'm trying to emulate mm. walk alongside absolutely so you won't be joining me in the community gong bath well i do you know happily anytime if you but not at the moment not all the while I'm no okay no okay get <laughs> get better i should let you go back to bed um it's a, <laughs> it's a joy to have you back and to oh listen mate i've missed you genuinely i have <laughs> it's been too long yes. <laughs> and i've missed the listeners as well of course i have thank you so much for for tuning in everybody i've got more stories to tell you about america and, okay. and just some craziness out there but now doesn't feel like the right time no we should leave people with hope goodness knows we need to do with it <laughs> well i mean i probably have a new government in two weeks time if we record then but anyway listen uh, thank you very much for listening uh apologies again for the delay but uh, we're glad to be back with you. And uh, we are. You know, do send your emails to joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Uh, who may reply to them, but <laughs> don't expect a quick answer. No, fair enough. <laughs> so we hope to be back with you uh, 
next week. But, you know, um, government, yeah. inflation, war and COVID permitting. Exactly. I'm going to wash me over. Uh, yeah, I do. 